Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. One of the most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry, this is The Roy Green Show. And if the Prime Minister wants to try to make us, I'll tell the Prime Minister, well, just the same way his father said it, just watch me. Just watch me. So you tell me that doesn't sound like a populist position. It is. And Doug Ford does present as a populist candidate. And he says the party doesn't want him. He likes his opponents. We'll be speaking with Christine Elliott later probably Caroline Mulroney as we get further into the campaign. But populism, are you ready for a populist politician, whether or not you're in Ontario? Think of who you have. Would you replace that person with a Doug Ford? Hang on to your hat now, or Donald Trump. 800-263-2428, Populism. Uh, at Condan1965 tweets, Roy, we're more than ready to vote for Doug Ford. Call me. I'm deplorable. Well, okay. And, <laughs> and uh, at Faux Capitalist tweets, Doug Ford is the only one of two candidates that can be trusted to carry out their promise to not bring in a carbon tax. See, I am not a fan, as you know, of the whole idea of a carbon tax. You say, talk carbon tax to me, and you've pretty much lost me. You promise me there'll be no carbon tax. You've got my ear. You've got a really, really, really tough job to try to convince me that carbon taxes are the way to go. I think that's just absolutely another ripoff of people who are already paying too much in taxes. Carlos in Toronto. Hey, Carlo, thank you, sir. Hi, Lord. How are you? Good. I'm well. I'm well. How are you doing? I, I like Doug Ford. I think Doug Ford would be excellent. I think he would be good. I think he's committed. He, you know, he's he's positive, and uh, I hear good things about him. And uh, I like him. I, you know, I think increasing the minimum wage like they did was too much of a jump, too too quick. And I I see jobs, industrial jobs, coming down. They're, they're, Employers are, are holding off on them a bit. So I, I like Doug Ford. I think it's about time for change. Carlo, is it a gut feel for you? Is it just your insides telling you? I think it's, no, I, I, it's a gut feeling that Doug Ford would be good at it. I don't think he would have chosen to do it if he, if he knew. He no, but how do you feel? What does your gut tell you? Usually, I think a lot of people still go and vote, and when they have the pencil in their hand, mm-hmm. if they really don't, if they, unless it's somebody they really can't stand or somebody they really, really like, everybody who's in the middle still has that moment where they're thinking, what is my gut telling me? And I have a feeling there's a lot of voting done based on gut. So your gut's telling you Doug Ford. I think it would be gut, Doug Ford good. I heard that uh, Mulroney's, is it his wife or his daughter? His daughter, his daughter, Caroline so Mulroney. I wanted to run. I, I don't she know, may. I've never, I don't know her too well. But I, I like the, the, the Prime Minister Mulroney. Uh Okay, so you're 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 for Doug Ford, and I appreciate your call, Carlo. Thank you very much. 
Why don't we go out of the province of Ontario and ask William in Alberta how he sees it. You have uh, an NDP premier that was elected with a majority government, William. What about, when you listen to Doug Ford, what do you hear? Well, I hear a guy that sounds frustrated that he, he wants to he wants to get the job done for the people. And, I mean, I'm sure they all start out that way, you know, thinking that way. Let's work for the people. Let's, you know, reel in spending. Let's fix roads. Let's, you know, build schools, whatever, you know, whatever the area needs. Yeah, you... I mean, we got we got Nemshi. I mean, Nemshi, you know, since he's been in, he's really not done much. He hasn't fixed roads. You know, he throws a little little stuff in the holes, but he doesn't really fix them. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's just... It, yeah, that's a good point, you know, because we, we talk big picture a lot of the time, but it also very important to people is the little stuff, the things that we run into on a daily basis. Yeah, and, and i got to say, Roy, um, I, I listen to your show as much as I can. Thank you. Sometimes I get out of radio uh, range and, uh, you know, I'm kind of on fixed income and stuff and pay a lot of taxes. And I mean, yeah. it all comes down to that, doesn't it? It does. You know, pay you know, taxes and I want to listen to, to a special show and I can't because I have to go on to radio player, you know, because I'm out of range. And then I look at my phone bill and go, jeez, oh, I can't afford to listen to Roy. Really? Are you kidding me? Well, I, uh, so, uh, it's frustrating, man. Yeah. Do you know, it's interesting, uh, yesterday, Linda Leatherdale, and we'll talk to her about this a little later on the show, on our Beauties and the Beast segment, Linda said something that I haven't heard anybody say before. I've never heard it before. She said, income taxes should be affordable. And I, I thought, that is so true, and income tax in this country is arbitrary, and for the average person, it's ultimately unaffordable if they want us to continue to spend and grow the economy, they have to give us, cut us some slack on taxes, on income taxes. And that's one of the reasons the carbon tax bothers me so much, plus all the lying about the carbon tax. That bugs me, too. Well, uh, well we have, we're going on with Alberta, B.C. now. And I mean, what's going to happen with that? Well, I don't know. I heard, I heard I a know. story about, about some place in Africa has run out of water. South Africa, Cape, Ta- Cape Town, exactly. Cape Town, South Africa. And we're talking about oil. We should be really worried about the fact that a continent that large has run out of water. There's some poli- We talked to a reporter from Cape Town a couple of weeks ago, and there's some politics involved there, she told us, because it's the opposition party that is uh, in power in the Cape area. And so the government isn't doing what they could in order to create a better situation as far as water is concerned. Talk about being cynically trying to persuade voters to go see it your way. William, thank you very much for the call. A lot of it has to do with the gut. We're going to be talking to Dan Kelly in a couple of minutes, the CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. I had an idea the other day. I thought minimum wage has hit $14 in Ontario. I know we're not just talking about Ontario. We'll do BC next hour and Alberta with the pipelines. But this is a big story, what's going on in, in the province of Ontario. Um, and I, and I, was, I was thinking about... Um, I was thinking about something. <laughs> Folks, I had a concussion just over a week ago, and my head is just... Uh, there's still some fog there between the left and the right eye. Doug Ford. Lee in Oxford County, Ontario. Lee, I can't remember what I was going to say. Help me out, buddy. That's okay. Thank you so much for a fair and open program. Oh, it's a, it, it's a lady, female Lee. Yes. I'm sorry, I said buddy. That's okay. That's okay. all right. I do not take offense. Okay, um, thank you for your kind words. 
Uh, yes, and um, I definitely agreed with what Doug Ford said. I heard him earlier. I am not against listening to the other candidates. However, I believe that we are so burdened by taxes, um, many things contribute to it. The increase in special interest groups is phenomenal. Every individual is equal. Um, I believe we have to stop this and uh, treat everyone the same. Uh, if someone commits a crime, then due process is, is uh, there. Um, the government that can give you everything you want can take everything you have. Um, How true. In schools, uh, for instance, an uh, increasing number of people are taking their kids out of school because parents don't have a voice. Uh, the general public do not have a voice. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an increasing number of people, um, you know, taking their kids uh, for private schooling and, and homeschooling. Um, and I think that the government is just self-serving at this point in time. Uh, we need to look at the fact that the government that governs least governs best. That is so well said. That is so absolutely true. And when we look at our national reality, we look at the the man who's the Prime Minister of Canada, we know it's been established, and it's been established firmly over just the last couple of months. He's unethical and he's a liar. Yes, and also... The fact that many uh, individuals in that group, and I'm not saying all of them, many of them are of the same mindset that their way is the only way. Um, citizens are increasingly frustrated, I believe, they are. and uh, we need to have a voice. I, I do not believe in the carbon tax. Um, I think that we have to get back to basics. You know what you are? You're, a, you're one of the scary voters because you know what you're talking about. And you're scary to politicians. You're the voter they steer around. You're the voter who asks the question and they say, I can't hear you very well. Let's talk to the person who's up in the other part of the building. They don't want to be anywhere near you. Mm -hmm. Lee, thank you for the call. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, we'll wrap this up, and then we're going to talk to Dan Kelly from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. <coughs> Dale is in Toronto. Dale, go ahead, please. Hello, Dale. Hello. Yes, sir. Go ahead. You're on the air. It's actually Joe. Well, it's, uh, I'm sorry. It says Dale on my screen. No, oh, not a problem. All right. You give me his paycheck, and I won't argue. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I like I like Doug because he doesn't give a lot of bullshit. I've heard a lot of politics oh, what, what? over the years. He, he gives. He no, gives no, 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 no. I can't have you. I can't have you say these things. You know. Okay. You have he to. He doesn't give us baloney. You have to clean things up a little bit for me. Sorry about that. He, he doesn't give us baloney. Calls it as it is. Uh, I've heard a lot of politicians over the years, and a lot of them have given me problems. They lie right mm -hmm. to my face. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, helping the companies come back as a taxes. But the one thing that I have not heard any politician talk about is companies are leaving the country completely because of pension liabilities. If they leave, they're no longer liable for them. Oh, interesting. Joe, thank you for the call. We're going to be talking to Dan Kelly in just a minute. We'll ask him about that the CEO and the president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. They have 109,000 members. 109,000 businesses are members of the CFIB, small and medium-sized businesses. I want to ask him about what minimum wage has done to these businesses. But then what about companies that leave because they have unfunded pension liabilities? If they leave this country, do they also leave those liabilities behind? Don't go away.